Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online at insightfolios.com. Kevin is the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and uh, he's the person we turn to advice uh, for advice and guidance here on the show each week. And Kevin, great to be with you again this week. How's your September going so far? September is going pretty good. You know, we're enjoying the, the days as they go by, but you know what's coming up, Walter, is the fishing and the hunting. And, you know, I look, I really look forward to that. And, <laughs> you know, I woke up to gunshots the other day, so there were some goose hunters out in front. And, uh, you know, you know falls here. So we're, we're getting into it now. Uh, are you going to be joining the show remotely from, like, the middle of the woods at some point, most likely? You know, that's that's an idea. You and I have talked about that before, right? So I got that single microphone. So I yeah. have an internet connection. It's doable. So maybe, yeah. maybe it yeah. might just be a good goal. Or just, just the phone, you know? You could just have have the phone on speaker hanging out. Although, I don't know, me blasting through the speakerphone might scare might scare something. Might away. scare yeah. the elk yeah. or deer or whatever you're going for off a little bit. So. Well, well, maybe when we go fishing, that would be better because now you have Dan and you have Nate, who are all financial guys like myself. We lived all different parts of the country, but you get some different perspectives. That might be fun. There you go. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah we could uh, walk walking in the woods talking about retirement. There's like, <laughs> uh, it sounds like there's like a, an old country song about that, maybe, perhaps. It does. We could probably write one, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking about uh, is your retirement uh, half full or half empty as you plan for your future? How do you look at maybe some of the issues in your retirement plan? And uh, are you positive, uh, optimistic about them, pessimistic? We're going to talk about that on today's show and what your perspective should be, plus much more good stuff on the way. But first, a uh, little bit of a did you see this moment on the show, Kevin? Uh, a man in England unsuccessfully tried to rob three different banks in a two-week span. He entered the banks and handed the cashiers a written note asking them to hand over money. But his handwriting was so bad that the cashiers couldn't read the note, and he left empty-handed. <laughs> this sounds like it would be me uh, with my handwriting. After another bank employee was able to translate the note, they called police who pulled the security camera footage, and then they went and arrested the man. <laughs> three times and out, right? It took him oh three times. Oh, my gosh. That, so, is too, that is too bad. So either, you know... He's a doctor because of the handwriting, right. and you can't read it, or he was just not very intelligent guy because he tried it three times, and on the third time, was unsuccessful again, and now he's paying for it, obviously. Well, I'm offended, Kevin, because I'm not a doctor, and I have her terrible <laughs> handwriting, so I feel like you're throwing me into the idiot category. Well, well me too, because you can't read. I usually print because nobody can read my writing, so I get it. Yep. Yeah. I had a third uh, third grade. I had a teacher, Mrs. Phelps. I remember remember her her well, and she was older. Mrs. Phelps was, uh, I think, had been pulled out of retirement to be a substitute teacher and then just ended up having to work the whole year, I think was maybe her story. So she was definitely beyond the normal teaching age, and her vision wasn't the best, and my handwriting was probably the worst she'd ever seen. 
And I remember her on one test. This is back when we still hand wrote all of our letters and book reviews and things like that, book reports. And I remember her saying to my parents, she gave me a, a, a C on the report. And it was the first C I'd ever gotten in anything. And she was like, I can't read his handwriting. So I just gave him a C because he's usually an <laughs> A student uh, from like his other work. So I'm not going to give him an F, but I'm just going to give him a straight C until he learns how to, how to t- type. He needs to submit all of his papers in the future typed because this is unacceptable. So I learned how to type real fast. <laughs> so, so Mrs. Phelps's eyes didn't go, go too bad. And uh, so I could get back to having good grades in class. So. That's pretty funny because I had a third grade teacher named Mrs. Potter. And she'd say, oh, honey, I know you can do better. She really worked up with me. <laughs> and I did get legible. So, I'll give, you know, she was a real sweetheart of a lady, too. My dad would get so frustrated because I hold a pencil in a really weird way, like that he'd never seen. And he was just like, I don't understand. And he's an artist. So my dad's like very precise. He has cool handwriting. My dad actually writes in all caps, but like with smaller letters. So like he still capitalizes the first letter, but all of his smaller letters are just small capital letters. So you talk about like an interesting way of writing. He's he's all caps all the time is how he writes. And um, but he and, and just being an artist, he was just always appalled at how I like grip a pencil like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with you. He's huh? like, no wonder your handwriting is so bad. And I was like, I literally can't write anything without holding it this way. So that was pretty funny. We, I remember laughing a lot about that growing up. And it was like, well, good for you. Computers came along. So I, I yeah, became good a good thing, typer. Right? Yeah, 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 it's good stuff. Well, anyway, that's kind of a funny little uh, did you see this story out of England? So, yeah, if you're going to rob a bank, um, well, I don't know. Make the handwriting legible, but then that's what allows them to come get you. If right. it's illegible, then you could say, no, that's not what I wrote on the letter. Here's good advice. Don't rob a bank. Or just don't rob a bank. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a good retirement plan, Kevin, no, rob, robbing no. a bank. Uh, and so we're going to talk about w- ways to do proper retirement planning on today's show <laughs> instead of robbing a bank. We're going to talk about is the glass half full or half empty? Are you optimistic or pessimistic about various retirement planning issues? So, Kevin, I'm going to kind of ask this in two ways. One, what you think as a financial advisor But also, too, maybe you can also reflect on what most of your clients and the people that you meet with, where they fall in these different debates as well. Are are they optimistic about some of these things, or are they more on that glass-half-empty side of the equation? Okay. All right, so the first one, we're going to come right out of the gate swinging, talking about Social Security, and in particular, the stability of the Social Security system. Are you optimistic about it or pessimistic? Let me ask you that same question, Walter, because you're quite a bit younger than me. So what is your answer to that? Being younger, I would say I'm pessimistic about yep. it being around period, but certainly that it's gonna that I'm gonna get the money I put into it, you know, back out of it. Yep, and that's on average. Uh, the younger people are more pessimistic than the older people on that, and you and you can understand why. Me, this is a kind of a timely question here, Walter, because the other day I just got a notification from the Social Security Administration to print off my statement. So I did print off my statement. Have you looked at a statement, by the way, Walter? Have mm, you went online? I haven't looked at many statements lately, no. Yeah. Well, you go to www.ssa.gov. For anybody that comes to my office, that's critical. We have to have your Social Security statement. But I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs off here for you, Walter. And on the first page of my statement, it says Social Security benefits are not intended to be your only source of income when you retire. On average, Social Security will replace about 40% of your annual pre-retirement earnings. You'll need to have other savings, investments, and pensions 
or retirement accounts to live comfortably when you retire. Now, I don't think anybody pays attention to that because some, or I shouldn't say anybody, but I think some people don't pay attention to that because they this is going to be their primary source of income. They're telling you on page one, don't do that. And on page two, it says your estimated benefits are based on current law. Congress had made, has made changes in the law in the past and can do so at any time. The law governing benefit amounts may change because, here's the, here's the key phrase, by the year 2035, the payroll taxes collected will be enough to pay only about 79% of scheduled benefits. So will it go away? I'm I'm optimistic that it's going to be here, but I'm kind of pessimistic. Will there be a cut in pay unless they do something? Well, it tells you right on page two of your Social Security statement. If everybody continues the way it's going, there's going to be about a 79% payment of scheduled benefits with the money or the government's taking in. So what do you think now, Walter, after I read that to you? Yeah, still pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, still pessimistic. And plus, what, just like uh, a week or so ago, they came out and, and, yeah, announced some of those details about we're going to run out of money even a little bit sooner than we had predicted and thought. So Yeah, one year earlier because of the pandemic. Yeah. Right? But yet, we still hire the same knuckleheads, and they still keep kicking a Social Security tax can down the road. Somebody's going to have to fix it, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to have to fix it. But and it's not the current people, I don't think, because I've had some of them had 30, 40 years to do it. And it's still still sitting there in the same problem. Yep. It'd probably be my generation. I would imagine. <laughs> well, I hope so. Thanks a lot, mm-hmm. guys. Because yeah, but... I'm, you know, I'm getting closer. So I need you young people. To yeah, work you're, to you're, you're like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're right. I don't want to deal with it. It's, yeah. your, it's your problem. I did my I did my share for my dad. So yeah. there you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll uh, I guess we'll carry that load and figure it out. All right. So that's one thing is Social Security. Obviously, they're going to have some optimistic, pessimistic views of that, maybe depending on your age and just your overall view of government, perhaps. Uh, let's talk about another element of retirement planning, healthcare affordability into the future. Optimistic or pessimistic about that? I am pessimistic about that. Yeah, it's, it's let, not looking let, good right now, is it? It's not. Let me, let me read you a headline that was on Fox News the other day. A 1955 hospital bill goes viral for the cost of birth in a three-night stay. So in other words, and this was, let me look at this. This was in um, Bellevue, Kansas. So 1955, to deliver a baby and a three-night stay, how much was that cost, Walter? In 1955, 55. I'm going to go with a thousand dollars. Sixty bucks. Oh, I <laughs> was I was way off. Okay, sixty dollars. Now, can sixty dollars buy you an aspirin today in the health system? Yeah, probably not. Probably not, right? Not 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 a uh, what do they call it? like uh, extra strength? No, you could get a regular right. one, but not the extra strength. Yeah, yeah. So sixty sixty dollar bill. Now today, I would imagine it's going to be in into you know. the the tens or twenty thousands of dollars easily for you know delivering our baby today and stay three nights in the hospital so i think it's going to go up we're all living longer than we used to the technology is getting better some pills for example you know are cost two to three thousand dollars per month i was talking to one of my clients if he didn't have insurance he'd be in real trouble so the healthcare affordability in the future i'm, I'm pessimistic on that. i think it's only going to go up and i think there's you know something's going to have to change there too yeah, great points, Kevin. And uh, there, there's definitely some concern on that front. We're also living a lot longer, right? So we we're going to have to, you know, w- instead of having maybe one or two major health issues during our retirement years, let's say, 
because we're living so much longer, we may run into five, six, seven health issues that now we're all of a sudden having to, you know, fix and, and problem solve for. And great that we get to live longer, but boy, it's going to just keep eating away at that money that we've saved up. So there comes a cost. Comes right. a cost with that. Yep. Yeah, Long, yep. longevity has its consequences, um, and we might see that in relation very heavily to healthcare. All right, let's get to your favorite subject taxes, tax rates in the next, okay, I'll put a limit on this, in the next decade. Well, what do you think I'm, I'm going to say in that one, Walter? I you know me well I think you're going to say pessimistic. pessimistic Unfortunately, yeah. we're pessimistic three for three. But. Yep. Well, and the reason I am is we're $23 trillion in debt. You know, the taxes have to go up, in my opinion, to, you know, fund all of these programs and all the spending that's going on, all the infrastructure and all the things that are tagged on that infrastructure. It's a trillion-dollar bill itself. So it's just crazy. So if I go back to the year 1979, I know we talked about this in the past. Do you remember, Walter, what the highest tax rate bracket was? Yeah, it was like 90%, something like that. 70. 70. 90 was a little before that, right? A little before that. In the 50s, it was 90. That's right. Uh, John Kennedy came in. President Kennedy came in, said, that's crazy. We have to cut rates to stimulate the economy. He went down to 70. And then Reagan came in and cut it, and then it's been relatively low since then. But if we go back to 70% highest tax bracket rate, that's going to be a big change for people in retirement. Why? Because you're going to have less to spend. That's why we talk about Roth IRAs and you know Roth 401ks, take advantage of all you can, because I think personally taxes are going to go up. So it's not what you make that counts if that happens, what you keep. So I'm pessimistic on that, too. All right, let's see if we can turn the tide on this next one. Inflation, and I'll do the same thing, we'll say in the next decade. Pessimistic, well, optimistic. I'm pessimistic on that one, too. No! Yeah. Well, this year alone, there was yeah. just a headline a month ago saying Social Security because of inflation and the pandemic and the way things are fueling, people are probably going to see about a 5% raise on their Social Security check. So 5%, that's the biggest raise in decades. So that's just kind of telling us what right now what's going on is inflation. So if you go and look at a gallon of gas, if you, you know, it's a dollar higher than it was last year at this time. I looked, if you look at a gallon of milk, you know, a bowl of cereal, a McDonald's burrito was a dollar not that long ago. Now it's two, 220, 230. Everything is going up. Cost of everything is going up. So if you planned on living on, let's say, $50,000 a year five years ago, that same 50 is not going to be 50 now because of the rising cost of things. So you have to plan for inflation. And then when we sit down and we put that simplicity process together, I'm going to put inflation. So if you needed that $50,000, I'm going to put increasing your income by 3% a year until you're age 80 and 2% a year after for the reasons we're just talking about. We have to keep up with cost of rising, you know, um, gas prices and those things. And then after you're 80, things don't go away. Your health costs. We just talked about that. So we got to plan for those things too. All right. Let's see if we can turn it around. The last one, something that Kevin could be optimistic about, stock market returns in the next five years. Well, I am op- optimistic on that. Okay. Right. Because because the good know, times will continue to roll, you're thinking? Right, right. Exactly. Well, I don't know if they're going to continue to roll, but if you look back over history, it's hard to find a five-year time frame where you know things didn't go good. And remember, stock markets is a long-term investment. Now, five years is not that long, but over the next five years, I think we're going to work through several things, and I'm always optimistic on the market and on the returns, especially 
you know, um, over 5, 10, 15 years. And I think people tend to forget that when you get into the stock market, if you're getting in now, it's a long-term investment. Don't treat it as a short-term investment. Don't try to time the market because that never works. It's a long-term investment. Stick it, forget it. And then especially if you're younger, you've got years and years to go. You can ride those markets up and down. Now, if you're older and you're getting ready to retire, well, of course, you need to pull back on some on some risk. You need to have investments that are going to in the stock market. It's going to generate income like dividends or interest off CDs or something of that nature. But I think the stock market over the next five years is going to be OK. All right. Well, we got one positive thing from you out of here, Kevin. Uh, let's end it on one more positive note. The um, return on your investment of hunting and fishing optimistic of uh, your, your time spent in that activity over the next uh, five years? I'm really optimistic. optimistic on that. Okay, yes, right. yeah. Pessimistic on the life of the birds and the fish, but uh, yes, but but optimistic on your success. And I'm, I'm optimistic <laughs> on some good eating, too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Very good. All right. Well, that's important. That's the most important. Uh, forget all this financial stuff. That was more important than anything. So I'm going to do good. a show one time on just fishing. Just fishing. I yeah, like it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, there you go. Uh, what about you as you listen to the program today? Our are you optimistic or pessimistic about these things? Do your opinions align a little bit with Kevin on some of these items? And if you are pessimistic about some of these really important things, I mean, think about it. Stability of Social Security, affordability of health care, tax rates, inflation. If you're kind of down on the prognosis of all of these things, well, that should be very concerning about is your financial plan structured in a way that can handle those downs, that pessimism. Uh, can you be yourself more optimistic because you've got a good plan in place that can handle these other outside factors? Those are the kinds of things you need to be asking as you approach retirement. And Kevin Ray is there for you in Pinconning office in Saginaw as well, so he can help you put together the right plan for the right environment that we're in financially and culturally right now. And if you want to get in touch and have a conversation about that plan, about what you can do to improve it going forward, get in touch today. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call to get in touch. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or the full number is 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, just leave us a quick note, and uh, we'll get back in touch with you and set up that time for you to visit with Kevin, whether that be in person, over Zoom, or if you just want to start things with a simple phone call, uh, that's also totally fine. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Call, get in touch with Kevin today. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. Rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Glad you're with us. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. He is the man of the hour, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning and Saginaw, so it's convenient to come in and have a conversation. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, which you can get a copy of as part of Kevin's Retirement Rescue Toolkit. In fact, if you want to get the toolkit for yourself, it's a physical box packed with all sorts of goodies, um, books, special reports, on saving money on taxes, income planning, retirement preparation, and other types of conversations that are great for anybody kind of beginning that financial planning journey. If you want to learn those first steps of how you can live a worry-free retirement, get the toolkit right now by texting the word KIT to the number 33222. Again, put the word KIT into the number 33222, and we'll be able to give you a retirement rescue toolkit at no cost. Just text KIT to the number 33. Two two two, and uh, Sensational Stacy will uh, put those in the mail and send them out to folks on Monday, right? Yeah, if she doesn't send any out, Walter, she looks at me like, "What did I do wrong?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so she makes you go to the post office to send she, them she, out. Well, no, but she oh, looks okay. at me. You did, you didn't do something right because nobody requested a kit. 
So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You got you got to then tell her. No, the, this is the person. This is the I got to tell her I'm human. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to get that toolkit, they haven't gotten it before, and you've listened to the show. We've probably sent out a few hundred over the years here on the radio show. So uh, if you haven't gotten yours, there, there's a bunch of them probably floating around out there, Kevin. Um, but if you want a fresh copy, Kevin's always rotating new things into the toolkit. Again, just text the word "kit" to the number three three two two two. All right, Kevin, I wanted to talk about some of the things in the financial world. You know, we're all we're all unique. We're all different. We're all snowflakes and butterflies and have our own, uh, you know, our own uniqueness in life, right? Sure. Uh, but there are certain retirement planning principles that aren't necessarily that way. They kind of apply to everybody, regardless of who we are, how much money we have, when we're retiring, where you live, what your house looks like, you know, what's your financial plan, you know, like, all those kinds of things. These things hit us all. And uh, these are sort of the universal truths of retirement planning. So I figured this would be a good topic on today's show so we could really drill in and make sure that we're talking to essentially everyone that could be listening to today's show. This message should resonate and be helpful to those folks. All right, so lesson number one, universal truth number one, everybody needs an income plan. So no matter who you are, why do we need an income plan in retirement? Well, the reason is because we all need income to do the everyday things. But for most people, when you look at it, Social Security, and if they have a pension, typically doesn't provide all the income you're going to need. So let me give you an example. If you need $5,000 a month of income, and between your Social Security and your pension, you have three, well, you're missing $2,000. That's what we call the shortfall. So we have to address how do we take what you've accumulated and how do we address that shortfall. And we want to do it in a manner that, you know, that shortfall is going to produce income for you throughout your life, no matter what the stock market does, no matter what the interest rates does, no matter what inflation rate, rates do, we need to address that shortfall. And it needs to be understandable. When somebody comes in my office, we'll sit down and I'll show them the shortfall or if they have a surplus too. But the shortfall is the main thing, no matter who fixes it, you know, whether you hire an advisor, you do it yourself, that has to be solved before you go into retirement. You cannot go into retirement. I don't recommend you go into retirement until you solve that shortfall issue. How are you going to take the dollars that you've saved your entire working career and how are you going to turn that into income so you don't run out of money? How are you going to adjust it for inflation? And the market goes down, how's that going to affect your investments? All of those things come into play. So the income plan, everybody needs it. And what I think most people are missing is a plan to solve for that shortfall. Don't be on that end of the stick. Don't wait and react after something happens. Make sure you address that before you go into retirement. Good points, Kevin. All right, so that's universal truth number one. Everybody needs an income plan. If you don't have one, get in touch. Give Kevin a call because you need to start talking about that. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Everybody needs a plan to address long-term care issues as well. Again, no matter how much money you have, how much retirement preparation you've done, if you don't have that plan in place, you're not ready. Do you think most people plan for that, Walter? No, probably one of the least planned for things, right? It, it is. By, by definition, is that a plan? Uh, with sticking your head in the sand? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, it isn't, but it is, right? Because you're just winging it. You're making so a choice to stick your yeah, head in the plan, but yes, it's, yeah, yeah. it's still not a plan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my great-grandmother, I was her first great-grandchild. I know I told this story, but she'd pinch me in her right cheek every time she'd seen me. Say, oh, my first great-grandson. So if you if you come into the office and you look at me, my right cheek is bigger than my left cheek just because of that reason. And I miss my grandmother <laughs> uh, d dearly. But she ended up in a nursing home for 12 years. So when she did that, when we'd bring her, you know, to events, and we'd, I remember one Thanksgiving dinner, she came over, 
And for 30 years, every time I seen her, she would pinch my cheek and say, my first great grandson always had a slow poke for me, always had box of raisins, no matter how old I was, till we got to the event where, Grandma, you remember me? She goes, you're one of us. She was always happy, but she lost that. And that long-term care issue can last a long time like it did in my great-grandmother's uh, case. Don't go down that avenue because here's what the state of Michigan or here's what the federal government, here's what the nursing homes, all those people say, is that if you don't plan for it, Take your assets that you've accumulated, and Uncle Sam or the government says that you can keep 50% of those assets up to about a maximum of 122000 123000 adjusted for inflation every year. So notice I said up to. So if you have a half a million dollars saved, you go to the nursing home, you can save 50% of those assets up to about one twenty two, one twenty three, not 250000 So you have to spend those assets all the way down until you get there, and then, then you start the Medicaid process. That is your plan if you don't have a plan. That's the road you're going to go down if you don't sit down and you don't plan for this. Nursing homes cost eighty dollars to $100,000 per year in this area. So how long will your portfolio last? What will it do to your spouse? What will it do to your children? What kind of stress is it going to put on family members if you don't plan for it? And I can tell you from experience, because I've been doing this and helping people for 30 years, it's a big issue and most people don't plan for it. So therefore, when it comes, it, it comes from behind and it creates all sorts of havoc. Don't let that happen to you. I'm telling you from a personal experience, there's ways to plan for it and it's not as expensive as most people think. We're talking with Kevin Ray. In case you're just joining us, he is our financial coach at Insight Folios Local, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. If you've got any questions about what we talk about on the show today, please reach out. 888-885-PLAN is the number, 888-885-7526. Long-term care issues often so overlooked. We've got to make sure that they're addressed, though, because they can just destroy a financial plan. That's a universal truth, no doubt In a matter of years. In a matter of years, yep. Yep. Uh, Nobody can consistently time the stock market successfully. Another universal truth that many a person, Kevin, have tried to prove wrong in the past. Well, do you think if somebody could time the stock market every single time they would be telling us? No, because they would have their competitive advantage lost at that point. Well, they'd have <laughs> they'd be a gajillionaire, right? They, they also wouldn't us. care about <laughs> us. <laughs> That's right. They wouldn't care about us. You know, you can look at, and I just read an article the other day, and I can't remember, I think it was called The Big Short, the movie with Christian yeah, Bale. Uh-huh. Well, that particular gentleman predicted the 2008. So there, he's saying another market crash is coming. But if you look deeper, he's failed. The last nine predictions were wrong. Harry Dent is another another guy who says the market crash is just looming on the horizon. But if you listen to somebody from J.P. Morgan, they're going to tell you, no, the market's going to continue for a while. There's nobody that can consistently time the stock market. So that's when we say when you're in the stock market, it's a long-term investment because you need time to weather the ups and downs through the market. Because I can guarantee you one thing about the stock market. It's going to go up and down many times through the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So consistency, long-term is the key when you're going through here. And if you're getting close to retirement, make sure whatever investments you have are going to produce the income. So if the market does go down or in the event that it does go down, that you can handle that and it's still going to produce the income. You can wait out that market to return and go forth. So don't think that, you know, there's lots of newsletters being sold out there. People are going to, you know, tell you when Armageddon's around the corner or when to buy, when to sell. 
Nobody can do that consistently. In fact, I, Bill Miller was one fella who had a terrific run on a scale of one to 100. He was like 99 or 100. And then the next 15 years, he was down at the bottom. So there's nobody can do it. Long-term is the key here. Stay invested long-term. All right. Last but not least, one more universal truth to cover on the show today. Nobody knows how long they're going to live. Yeah, that one is uh, pretty hard to pinpoint for the average person. And that makes this whole financial planning thing uh, the fun, right, Kevin? Otherwise, it'd be really easy. Well, everybody could do it then, right? So if I if you know you're going to live to 70 years old, you don't need any help. You can figure this out on your own. And longevity. I talked about my great-grandmother and my great-great-grandmother. They both lived into their 90s. My other grandmother, she lived into her late 80s, and she had a uh, bladder infection that got out of control. I bet she'd still be here today. So my mom died at 66. So her mom, her grandmother, her grandmother all lived close in the tender 90s and close to 90s. And she died at 66. Longevity isn't a good indicator. So how long are you going to live? Nobody knows. If I knew that, it would be simple. So when we sit down, we do planning people. I'm going to show you living to age 90 or 95. And the reason is simple. I want you to have enough income. I don't want, want you to run out of income at 85. Uh, some people come to my office saying, I'm not going to live past 80. Well, I said, what if you do? And then I pulled out this article with my dad's side uh, where his grandfather was um, interviewed in the Claire uh, newspaper. What was the success of living a happy life? And they interviewed him at age 86. And he was on a barn a few years earlier, completing his last barn. He was a builder. So nobody knows how long you're going to live. So plan to live for a long time. And the reason is simple. You want to have money just in case. Medical technology is coming out. You know, we're living longer. All those things are coming out. And you have a better chance than your parents did, in most cases, of living longer. So we need to plan for that. We need to plan for inflation. We need to have your investments generating income. So if you do live a long time, you don't have that worry going into retirement. You're not a burden on children, family, those types of things. And you can handle it going forward. So plan for more than enough rather than thinking you're going to live to 80, let's plan if you're going to live to age 90 or 95. These universal truths are so important to understand, and uh, if you need help navigating through the complexities of the financial world and retirement planning, that's why Kevin Ray is there for you. The name of the show is Simply Financial because that's the mission. We want to make things simple along the way. And Kevin's going to walk you through his process at Insight Folios, the simplicity planning process that just breaks everything down in an easy, understand way and uh, sets you up for success in retirement. So if you'd like to schedule a time to talk a little bit about meeting for a complimentary review of your financial plan, you can come into the office in Pinconning or Saginaw or have a conversation first over the phone. But it all starts with a phone call from you to express that interest, and you can do that easily today. 888-885-PLAN is the number. You don't have to have all of your uh, documents and things in front of you. Just call to express your interest in meeting, and you can set up a time when it's convenient for you. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Call that number to get in touch with Kevin today. 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. We'll get to answer some of your questions before we're done for the week and much more straight ahead on Simply Financial. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin, and it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better. So we take a sidestep each week from all the financial talk just to have a little fun. And I kind of come up with some crazy questions or just uh, unique questions or just regular questions to get to know Kevin's personality some more. Kevin, we always love uh, getting nostalgic here on the show, so we'll have that flavor of question for you this week. 
What was your favorite TV show as a kid? Well, I thought you were going to say, what was your favorite radio show? Because you're going to indicate I was old or something. But, um, <laughs> I like this. I like this better. There's two that I really like to watch if I'm thinking back. I like the $6 million man, and then I like the happy days. You know, the Fonz, the cool, growing up in the 50s, because my dad always talked about growing up in the 50s. And, you know, now we got a 1956 Ford, my dad and I, that we drive around. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with that 50s flair. And, you know, my dad still wears the T-shirts underneath her like they like they did back then. So I get a good dose of it every day. So if I had to pick the two, I think I'd say Happy Days. I, I almost uh, would say Happy Days as well, even though they were, I guess, reruns when I was growing up. But they were uh, – I remember watching that with my parents and loving Happy Days. Uh, definitely one of my favorite shows as a kid. This is a hard one to pick because I feel like – there. and also what do we define as kid? You know, Because right, like right. shows you watched maybe in your high school age days – versus as a like kid kid you know are very different like Rugrats or uh, Hey Arnold was my favorite like if I was truly a kid and we're not talking about like a little bit older Hey Arnold was probably my favorite that cartoon show on Nickelodeon yep. I'll probably say that one Saved by the Bell was huge and in, in for my generation as well so I was definitely into Saved by the Bell I'm ashamed to admit it but I was a pretty big Power Rangers fan there Ooh. for a little while Ooh. Certainly grew out of that, but <laughs> if we're going, you know, young, young as a kid, I'd probably say the the uh, Batman, Powell, Capane, oh, you know, yeah. all those stuff. Yeah. The, the like the the legit Batman, yeah, the legit <laughs> Batman, yeah, Adam West, yeah, with the old the old fashioned graphics on the screen, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So I, I, we could probably talk for days and days about the TV shows we watched as a kid, and and we'd have to put some more parameters around what defines kid and uh, and that kind of thing we'd have to go through different phases of life probably to get a good estimate there but a couple of good examples there we have some synergy there with the happy days enjoyment we do i'm, I'm surprised you know because of our age difference yeah you know, i'm surprised wonder years also really liked wonder years yep growing yep. up uh, and apparently they're rebooting wonder years it's coming what, coming back do you remember the episode where the fawns he's out in nature and he can't take it and you know the, the crickets are going the frogs are going he says cool it and they all stop <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't remember it uh yeah. i don't have quite the um recall of happy days individual episodes like i do other yeah. shows but i can just picture it very easily yeah. Or Pinky Tuscadero, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. I just loved the juke, you know, hitting the jukebox. And, yeah. And, of course, I remember the Jumping the Shark episode. Because yes. that's lived on an in infamy for many, many years. So. <laughs> Too cool. Uh, well, there you go. Favorite TV shows as a kid. A couple of options for you there. Uh, we'll get back to the financial talk coming up next right here on Simply Financial. Moving along on Simply Financial today, glad you're with us, Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and this is the portion of the show where we try to answer some of your questions from the mailbag, and I've got a couple of good ones to throw Kevin's direction today. Kevin is the financial coach at Insight Folios with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. If you have any questions for Kevin directly, you can certainly reach out anytime at 888-885-PLAN. Uh, or you can go to insightfolios.com. Digging into the mailbag, I've got a question here from Sharon. Sharon says, I haven't bought any long-term care insurance because my assumption is that by the time I need nursing home care, I will have gotten a sizable inheritance from my parents. Is that a bad plan? Yes. <laughs> All right, our second question of the week comes to us from... <laughs> well, it's yes, that's a bad plan, Sharon. I'm making light of it. But in my estimation, and I'll tell you why... What happens is something happens to your parents and all that money is gone because they need long-term care and it's not there. And then you're going into life, you're older, 
And the cost of the long-term care insurance is now more costlier because when you're younger, it's cheaper because the insurance company has a number of years to work with. When you get older, it gets more expensive. And you want to plan for it just in case. So if you get the inheritance, you could stake that inheritance and maybe help pay for the long-term care insurance. That's extra dollars that you could have. So don't, you know, don't plan on, you know, your parents leaving you some money to, to get along through retirement or plan for this long-term care because it may not come true. Because I, I just told you about my great-grandmother, you know, she was 12 years, but she didn't go into the nursing home until her late 80s. So that could happen to your parents also. So plan for it because this is something that's on everybody's mind. If you talk to your neighbors, you talk to your friends, you talk to your family, everybody knows at least one person that's went through the nursing home and we've all heard those stories. And if you buy a long-term care insurance policy, remember, I call it the stay out of the nursing home policy. It's a last resort because it pays for at-home health care. So you can bring somebody in the home. And it pays for assisted living. So if you need some more help, you can go to assisted living. Last resort is typically going to the nursing home. And this long-term care policy may prevent you from doing that and save your retirement going forward. It's a great point, Kevin. And uh, we, something we were talking about more heavily earlier in the show, Sharon, about how you know those universal truths about long-term care issues and having a plan for those. And everybody needs that plan. And the one that you have in place is is not necessarily a great one. So definitely reach out to Kevin. You can work through a little bit more how to put together a solid plan that not only addresses that, but the rest of the elements that go into your financial plan as well. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call to reach Kevin. That's 888-885-7526. All right, Mary Beth has the last question of the week. And Mary Beth says, I recently found out that my department at work and, of course, my position is about to be completely eliminated. Sorry to hear that, Mary Beth. I'm only 55, so I can't pull money out of retirement yet, even though I have plenty saved. But I think it would be virtually impossible to find a new job with a salary that's comparable to what I've been making. How much should this concern me? Well, Mary Beth, because you're 55, and you know, I'm sorry, too, that you lost your job, but that should concern you quite a bit. A couple of reasons here. Well, if you longevity, we got a plan for a long time uh, for you to live. But being that you're 55, you're in kind of a unique position here. So if you do have money set aside in your 401k or 403b, wherever you're working at, there is no 10% penalty if you pull money out of that, as long as you retire in the year that you're 55 or older. Now, if you transfer that money over to an IRA, if you sit down and you talk to someone and they say transfer it to an IRA, then the 10% penalty is going to come into play. So the IRS says this, if you have money in IRA and you take money out of it before the age of 59 and a half, the 10% penalty is going to be applied unless you do something that's called a 72T calculation. And that's kind of limited on what you can do. So being 55, you need an income plan. So if this entails you maybe working part-time or making less money than you currently were, can we take what you've already saved, because you said you have you know quite a bit saved, and can we supplement to what your, your shortfall is going to be, what we talked about earlier? And I bet you we can, but it starts with you sitting down and putting together an income plan. And you're being forced into it now, so don't, you know, don't sit on the sidelines and procrastinate and think, stick your head in the sand and think, this thing's going to go away because it probably won't. And you've, you've already said a couple of things. You think it's virtually impossible to you know, find the same job, the same salary. So there is going to be a shortfall. And do we have to plan what, what your bill's coming in a month? We need to, you know, lots of answers. So if you have $3,000 worth of bills that you have to pay 
and you're making 2500 the shortfall is $500. How are we going to take what you saved and increase that so you don't run into trouble? So it starts with you, Mary Beth. It starts with you sitting down, and it starts with you putting an income plan together because you're at 55 years old. There are several options because you have money sitting into your 401k. So don't sit on the sidelines. Give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and go through all the various planning techniques that we use here to get you to that age 59 and a half and until the age when you're going to retire and solve your shortfall. That's the critical thing going in here. We need to solve your shortfall. How are we going to do that? And it starts with planning. And again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN to get in touch with Kevin Ray, your financial coach here in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure you're on the right track to get to and through retirement, that you understand your financial plan, and uh, that you're working with somebody who has your success in mind and your best interests in mind. And that's what Kevin has as a fiduciary financial advisor. 888-885-PLAN is the number. One more time, that's 888-885-7526. Call now and let Kevin know that you're interested in meeting for a complimentary review of your plan or that you maybe have some questions to go over over the phone. Either way, great place to start is with that conversation with Kevin. Kevin, we appreciate the conversation today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next weekend. Yep, get some sun, Walter. Uh, well, not too much. Not too much. Just, just enough. Yep. Just enough vitamin D, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon, and thank you for listening to the show today. This has been Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.